Welcome everyone to the TylerBloyer.com second live stream. Um, thank you for joining me here today. Hopefully everybody can hear me all right. Uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, my honest assessment of the current human condition. And, you know, like I said, this is the second live stream, so uh, really it's a bit of a trial run again. If there's some technical issues, I apologize. As you can see, it's just me here. I don't have a whole uh, studio behind me. Um, pretty good with the controls here. Kind of dark. Oh, let me turn the light on. Let there be light. That, might, that should be better. Sound all right, everyone, sweetie? Give me a little sound check. Thumbs up. Yes. Assuming it's fine. All right. So, like I said, it's just me behind the controls here. Uh, pretty good with these controls, but hopefully we don't have any technical issues. Today we should be going a little bit longer than last week. Um, last week being, you know, just a real trial run. I didn't prepare too much uh, of a show. Much better on the light. Great. Still waiting on the sound check. Sounds good. Okay, great. Um, but today we'll go a little bit longer and we'll see how it goes. So again, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, my take on, on the current human condition. And I wanted to get this show out of the way before we go into the presentation on the struggle for freedom and uh, falling into movement traps, which has been an ongoing series already. But the official presentation series of that um, kind of needs some warming up and, you know, a little fluffing. <laughs> um, you know, kind of like the, the stand-up comedian will have some people come on and warm up the audience a little bit. Uh, I'm letting the audience get to know me a little bit better, and uh, this show is important to do before the next, uh, before that gets started, because we kind of need to do a broader overview of you know, why am I doing this? Answering the question, of course, you know, who, what, when, where, why, then, how? Well, we got to fill in a little bit of the who, what, when, where, and then we can get into the why and how. Um, but again, thank you for joining me today on this second show. We should be on Facebook and YouTube right now. Head on over to tylerbloyer.com. Uh, you can drop in your email and get email updates, or the YouTube channel would be a good place because they you know, YouTube is pretty good at sending out notifications. Um, if you'd like to see future live streams, which we'll try to do on a weekend or bi-weekly basis, uh, meaning every other week, not twice a week, <laughs> and see how it goes. I'm not going to hold myself to a strict schedule. I will try to get the process down better to where I can have, you know, the show prepared a week, maybe a week ahead of time, instead of scrambling at the last minute, <laughs> which seems like how my work usually goes. I'm putting the final touches on uh, with final ideas towards the end. Uh, so one thing we'll go into here today, um, let's see, let me go over to this and let's jump into uh, the website really quick. I just want to go over a couple things because it is a very basic website at the moment and that's intentional. I like the uh, large kind of graphic design and just keeping it simple. I will put like what I think people should check out first 
as they come in. If you click on this, you'll get to the Voluntary Slaves um, presentation, which I think is uh, pretty good to start with for the basic arguments against uh, the movements and the voluntarism. And uh, if you click this, you'll get to the feed where all the things that I post kind of, it's like my own feed on the site. And you can also get to it by clicking up here, uh, menu. And then there's obviously the subscribe and feed. That's where my most recent post will be. So just a basic navigation of, of the website. It's nothing fancy. Um, again, if you want to, you can like come into these posts. I just clicked on that header and now I'm in my last uh, walk and talk on on what I called being woke, the woke capitalists, right? <laughs> so um, it's a, it's a, it's making fun basically. I'm not uh, seriously saying that's why there's a question mark because you know to me the anarcho-capitalist is uh, you know seeing things in this kind of one way uh, that's an economic problem and we just need to fix the economy and then all of us will be freed and they're totally missing the point they're I think uh, uh, something I saw on YouTube this morning they're like the ex or sorry on Facebook this morning I saw that the anarcho-capitalist is like the exoteric anarchist where someone who understands the more spiritual roots or the actual underlying problems that are going on would be like more like the esoteric uh, on the esoteric side of things. So the the, the capitalist or the anarcho-capitalist uh, seems to think that the issues of the world are are just about free trade and, and if we can just uh, deregulate everything and uh, let the people decide and, and my arguments there are what the people are what are creating you know, people, see, and I, it's like human, I don't want to use that word. People, I don't like that word either. Man, and that's the word that really isn't the most inclusive of everybody and the most realistic to what, when you, especially when you know more the legal language about, yeah, that's right, uh, Neo, yeah, that's right, Yana was talking about that, that exoteric and exoteric um, kind of forms of anarchism. And again, I'll, ha I'll have to in the future clarify where I stand on the whole anarchist thing. I think I've touched on it a little bit in that in that walk and talk, you know. But um, going back to what I was saying, which I kind of lost track, it doesn't matter, because that's not what we're here to talk about today. So anyway, that's that. Um, we'll go uh, into the slideshow today, because I have quite a bit prepared, and that's that's really all the announcements I wanted to get out of the way. Just kind of showing people it on the website. Oh, and uh, then the upcoming presentation, uh, falling into the movement traps, will be. I'm I'm trying to kind of decide like like it's ready to go. It's packaged up. It's it's like the T's are crossed, I's dotted, um, zipped up. Everything's pretty and ready to go. I just am not quite kind of sure if I want to do this live. If I should pre-record it. If I should wait for a better time, if I since I don't have these the answers to these things, I'm just kind of waiting and uh, filling in a lot of the groundwork and kind of borrowing from the work as I'm doing these like more introductory things or just kind of me getting used to the feel of the live stream and doing podcasts again and being back. Uh, now working towards this live show has been 
quite a bit of work as you can see I've not just quickly jumped on my phone and gone live not not that there's anything wrong with that I'm just saying my style is always going to be a little bit more perfectionist <laughs> it's a downfall and a plus I mean everybody gets a nice aesthetic gets a nice view everything looks good but it's it's painstakingly uh, difficult to prepare something when you're when you're like that and here I am like grabbing the camera midstream and moving it around while claiming to be a perfectionist but the the pre-work or an emerald type gym like myself likes to do a lot of the work up front a lot have the notes ready have everything prepared and uh, you know that's definitely my style so uh, it's been a lot of work to get to this point but it's great because now if I can do presentations live and slide deck things live like this I don't have to go and spend hours and hours and hours uh, editing post-production and uh, the way I liked to do like the Liberty Lifestyle podcast was like really just crazy like you can ask my wife it was just hours and hours and hours of editing and it was unnecessary I overdid it and it probably could have been a lot more simple than that but this gives me the ability to do the show uh, press done when I'm done and then get up and walk away and come back later and I can do some of the you know posting it to my website clean up this and that you know promote it a little bit but I don't have to sit down for three days straight editing and uh, you know listening to doom metal with the lights off with my hoodie on <laughs> I was there I've been there I was like how oh, this this is never gonna get done and then there's like audio problems and other things right so uh, I'm trying to get uh, better at the those types of things and just putting the work out and moving on and getting on to the next project so we'll see how that goes moving forward um, but again let's jump right into it today I appreciate everyone for joining me here uh, before I get started with the slide deck I'm just gonna do a couple housekeeping items here since it is just me and I need to make sure that there's nothing majorly technically wrong going on so last week I had my laptop here to monitor and like my Firefox wasn't playing Adobe or HTML5 or whatever it wasn't playing the video so like my laptop was unless I wanted to sit down and work on it which is not Windows it's a Linux box so it's like I can't just like quickly well I mean, it's pretty quick but I wasn't gonna stop in the middle of the show and start fixing my laptop so I was just like you know screw that idea and then I get my phone out <laughs> and I don't ha have the Facebook app installed on my phone uh, because I don't like having the app on my phone and it won't look at the live stream unless you have the app installed so last week was like a little bit more chaotic there was some problems <laughs> but luckily uh, Cassandra was helping me and she uh, was a huge help and I really appreciate having her uh, at least on, on slack here chiming in letting me know things are cool so she says it's much better today trust me that's great well, she said test me <laughs> I don't know what that means sweetie all right jumping right in here <clears throat> all right so this first slide is like you know what am I doing here why am I even taking the time to do this and you know there's a little bit of this like duality going on inside right you know should I just chill and let natural law take effect and you know people can can uh, 
you know, fall into the movement traps, can make the same mistakes that I've made maybe, or, uh, you know, I don't necessarily need to get involved in attempting to sway anyone one way or the other, or there's, you know, no, you need to to get out and liberate them with truth. And you, you, you can decide which one is the good and bad here, the dark and the, and the good, <laughs> the light and the dark side here. But for me, um, you know, it's not like an egotistical thing. Um, everyone obviously has some certain amount of ego and, and levels of, of, of acceptance that they like or, uh, you know, some acceptance from the crowd. Me, you know, that's that's not at all what I'm doing. I, I've, you know, come to understand a certain amount of things, and part of the journey is to become a teacher while still remaining the student. And for me, I want to step into the role of teaching things that I feel like I can teach that um, provide value uh, to the community, to the people that find value in it that are that are open to listening to this and uh, might take away something from it that helps them along their journey and that's really the idea is to impart some of the wisdom that I've gained along the way and some of those things are going to be more technical um, like I said in one of my walk-in talks is that I won't ever be putting ads or uh, promoting products directly on tylerbloyer.com but there may be things and courses and books or other things that I create that are helping people out on the technical side of things, since that's what I do for uh, for my slave labor, <laughs> for my uh, federal fiat fake currency. Uh, no, like I, I'm not like a because I pick on uh, capitalism and anarcho-capitalist. It doesn't mean I'm the opposite of that either. I'm not a I'm not like some kind of anarcho-communist who thinks that we shouldn't have to work and we should get universal basic income and all the rich people just need to re redistribute their wealth. Like, I'm not on either side of that dialectic, and um, it would be a mistake to think that, but I am on the other side of the dialectic of Kermit the Frog there. <laughs> Sometimes I think, you know, I just need to leave it, and I need to go focus on my, my family and my life, and then other times in my life, I, I reach a point where I want to sit down and it's kind of therapeutic to make these slides, to make these presentations, to uh, pass along some of the information that I'm trying to pass along, especially when it's kind of all like bouncing around in your head, right? And you need an outlet. After, after some amount of time, you have to release uh, the inlet valve needs to have an outlet, like a carburetor or a, something to at least let some flow, you know clean up some of the some of the space um, so that being said what I want to do now is get into a clip from Carl Jung here uh, talking about the necessity for psychology or psychoanalysis or understanding more about uh, the mind and that we don't have this and we're lacking that and that's really our misunderstanding of the destructiveness of the hu of, of man um, and the evil that men can do, we are missing the picture. We're, we don't understand, you know, where we're headed and the chaos that we've uh, left in our wake, and we're like sleeping in, in a hypnotic state. Um, so let, let me uh, fix a couple things with the audio here that I don't want to forget. 
that should be good now let's go ahead and play this during the 1930s when you were working a lot with German patients you did I believe forecast that uh, a, a second world war was very likely well now looking at the world today do you feel that the third world war is likely I have no definite indications in that respect. But there are so many indications that one doesn't know what one sees. Is it trees or is it the wood? It's very difficult to say uh, because the, the dreams of uh, people's dreams contain apprehensions, you know. But it is very difficult to say uh, whether they point to a war, because that idea is uppermost in people's mind. Formerly, you know, it has been much simpler. People didn't think of a war. And therefore, it was rather clear what the dreams meant. Nowadays, no more so. We are so full of apprehensions, fears, that one doesn't know exactly to what it points. But one thing is sure, a great change of our psychological attitude is imminent. That is certain. And why? Because we need more. We need more psychology. We need more understanding of human nature, because the only real danger that exists is man himself. He is the great danger, and we are pitifully unaware of it. We know nothing of man, far too little. His psyche should be studied, because we are the origin of all coming evil. All right, so I think that came through all right. It did on my monitors. That's good. So uh, basically, that kind of sets the tone. Um, let, let's go back to me real quick. Uh, that sets the the tone for this uh, presentation here today. That we're and see the issue is it's like kind of like making a list. Is like as soon as you make a list about some topic, you're gonna leave like everything out, right? <laughs> like uh, you're gonna end up missing a bunch of things and same with this show so that's why this isn't like trying to encompass the whole thing of uh, you know the human condition and where we're at this is gonna be a limited amount of time with a lim limited amount of information that I had to you know try to put together in a way that would make sense so uh, over time hopefully we can keep teasing this apart and that's what you know is really gonna be the big picture is as we go on and as we do the struggle for freedom and the falling into the movement trap presentation and the secondary matrix and failed movements uh, group think and social engineering and uh, tie the whole thing together and then wrap up with uh, you know solutions and then keep going and 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 you can also substitute and add uh, contribute to this understanding or the the things that I'm trying to explain by going to the creature of control podcast um, uh, from within the stones media network that was a previous project of mine and it's in that feed that I was talking about on my website 
So you go to tylerbloyer.com, go to the feed, scroll all the way, or not too far down, and you'll see start seeing some of the creature of control from within the stones. Um, there was only four videos, but they're each quite long, and they all kind of add to this bigger picture too as well. So <laughs> if you're wanting to check that out in the meantime, go ahead and do that. And let's just skip through some of this and back to... first slide where Michael Elner says just look at us everything is backwards everything is upside down doctors destroy health lawyers destroy justice psychiatrists destroy minds scientists destroy truth major media destroys information religions destroy spirituality and governments destroy freedom and you know, the outsider uh, may say, well, you, you know, well, depending on how you look at the inside of the outsider, but the the person in the mind-controlled cage of right-left paradigm politics and mainstream media and falling for all the uh, complete uh, mysterium that these, these uh, scientists and uh, governments and religions and psychiatrists are, uh, have people under the Svengali spell, you know, um, they don't understand something like this quote, like, you know, they might interpret it in one way or the other, but everything really is becoming more and more inver inverted. Um, you know, doctors just sell drugs. Doctors just push pills and they're trained by those company, uh, the, the grants for their education to the schools that they attended and the courses that they, um, went to they they learned about how to provide chemicals to the problems that people have and they end up becoming legalized drug dealers and getting people hooked on all sorts of different things and now on the other side of that i'm not saying that there is modern medicine that can't help people don't get it twisted right like i'm saying i'm against all science and all uh you know med modern medicine uh that's not the case either so again, it's not, I'm not getting stuck in the dialectic of, you know, if I say that scientists destroy truth, that I must be anti-science or something like that. It's actually very scientific to uh, take a look at, uh, you know, the modern world and crit critique things like, like the way that doctors behave or, or psychiatrists or scientists, especially the theories that they put forward and, uh, you know, things like well-known facts of vaccinations or well-known, you know, the, the modern science community says that the measles vaccine and the MMR vaccine, ABCD, are good for you because of these reasons. Well, appealing to a community is a logical fallacy, and it's actually, you know, anti-scientific to appeal to consensus. Consensus has nothing to do with the truth, you know, and that's, I think, the, the fallacy that we see a lot of people making with science and scientism is that they're appealing to consensus <laughs> and that's a logical fallacy in itself the appeal to consensus is not scientific and it's not um ha it doesn't have anything to do with the truth one billion people can be wrong uh while uh if one person is right it doesn't matter what if the one billion people are all in alignment with each other and all think the same thing they're still wrong uh, regardless so the appeal to to the scientific community um, is kind of what we're talking about here, where uh, you have 
modern science pushing things like uh, GMOs and we know glyphosate causes cancer and causes all kinds of other issues and that uh, GMO plants really just sell more Roundup but the science says that it's it, it produces more ABCDFG whatever it says that never that also doesn't mean moral and so the appeal to science uh, never never means or equates to morality like agent orange uh, and chemtrail spraying and uh, spraying chem agent orange all over the Vietnamese people was scientific and had all this scientific results it doesn't mean that it's a good thing to do you know <laughs> just because there's a, a an appeal to science is also another fallacy in a way it doesn't necessarily mean good or bad if it's not based on anything and so <clears throat> obviously the media I mean how many times do we need to be lied to before the the average Joe just wakes up and stops believing everything they see on the media even people that question the media are um, consistently still taking in that worldview and kind of building their worldview from what the media says even though they say they know that they're lying to them <laughs> so what's that all about what's going on in, in, in people that they buy the bullshit even though they know it's bullshit and and when times are really crazy and something really chaotic is happening they like buckle down and believe it even more um, there you know many 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 examples we could go on that we don't really exactly know what happened like recently with Epstein right well the news is saying that he killed himself do you believe that you know if, if anything like the me the media is saying it like you you have to look at it more critically in that case and it's probably like nothing they say is true <laughs> when it comes down to it um, you know, and, and how many times do you need to be lied to by a known liar before you stop trusting them? And uh, there's plenty of lies in, in history that the media have covered up uh, very well, uh, or not very well, and people will still, uh, you know, put their mind in a mental cage and, and just, uh, you know, accept information that comes at them. And obviously, a lot of this is from the school system and why people can't think very critically is because the school system is designed to uh, indoctrinate. It's not designed to install critical thinking. It isn't designed to remove critical thinking and get you to accept what authorities say, accept what the mainstream media says, accept what the scientific community says is the truth, accept what your religious guru says is the truth, uh, even accept what your alternative media online guru says, right? Um, people ha don't have the firewall up. Their, their antivirus is not operating properly. And the school system is not just doing that accidentally. That's the design of the Prussian education model, the implementation of the Prussian education model, and then the furthering of this with uh, Carnegie and Rockefeller endowments and their uh, social engineering of children to make them better corporate slaves rather than necessarily just soldiers like the Prussian model, but that as well, you know, I mean, it doesn't take, uh, if someone's critically thinking and morally choosing what's right and wrong for themselves, they're not going to be going and volunteering for the military, which is a voluntary thing for the most part. Obviously, there's the draft or being forced into some kind of uh, serving of the military, but today it's voluntary, and that's ex an example of volunteerism, right? you volunteer for something initially and then beyond that you don't have all these choices to make all these moral decisions and it's the same with volunteerism and volunteering for 
uh, becoming a citizen of the United States government or any government or monarchy or whatever. Um, all citizens of the government are voluntarily so. So why would you want to be a voluntarist? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Just, you know, go back and watch Voluntary Slaves, uh, the presentation I did on that, and uh, let me know what you think. If you're, if this is the first time that you're kind of hearing that argument. Now, uh, Alan Bloom says, the most successful tyranny is not the one that uses force to assure uniformity but the one that removes the awareness of other possibilities that makes it seem inconceivable that there are other vi that other ways are viable that removes the sense that there is an outside i have a typo there i'll have to fix that uh, before i upload the slides but this is kind of what i'm saying is that the the education system removed things like the trivia method and the several seven lib liberal arts of education and the quadrivium, right? Which is included in the seven liberal arts. Um, but what the best way to control someone's mind or to socially engineer a whole uh, society of people is not necessarily what you've given them to accept, which is very uh, important and a big aspect of it. But it's also what you haven't given them, the things that have been removed. The things that you're not letting them be aware of and uh, that's almost more important and you see this like with in the modern day with online censorship and the things that on the front page of Google when you're looking up something like vaccinations or something like uh, you know uh, 9-11 or uh, Iran-Contra the first page is becoming a giant advertisement for all the apologists, you know, for these things, and Snopes.com and Wikipedia, and I don't use Google unless I absolutely have to. Um, obviously, here I am live streaming on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube's owned by Google. Um, to be honest with you, my BitChute account is going to become more popular than this uh, YouTube account, and at that point, I may stop caring about YouTube, especially if I can start going live on BitChute and stuff like that. But anyway. Um, censorship is a form of this it's it's removing awareness of certain things like you'll go watch a, a James Corbett's um, documentary century of enslavement on the Federal Reserve and now below it YouTube will throw like this like huge information warning thing that like kind of like discounts <laughs> all the arguments and like immediately injects like the fear of conspiracy theorism yeah there you go uh, Neo DuckDuckGo I'm big on DuckDuckGo for sure and Brave browser and uh, the epic browser and the onion browser and VPNs and things like that for sure so not because I'm like super concerned that the NSA is monitoring me like if they want to they can and they probably learn something if they did you know but <laughs> it's it's uh, privacy just for myself you know from even just like malicious people or that's what I do I work in the field of uh, IT security and cloud security and uh, cyber security so of course I'm going to you know, be a little bit more weary about things myself, but it doesn't mean that I'm like super paranoid about it. I don't go as far as I could with those things. But again, some of the upcoming work I might do will include things like how to protect yourself online. Um, but what we see in my own experience is uh, what's portrayed in this slide here, that 
in the struggle for freedom, oftentimes uh, the individual that tries to uh, get out of the web, get out of the spider's uh, web, ends up getting caught worse. And, you know, that's, in my own experience, this, this is the case, trying to go for more autonomy, work striving, you know, diligently and uh, full force in, in this direction of becoming autonomous. And uh, that being so driven in that direction that I ended up making huge mistakes and actually am now worse off <laughs> than I was in certain aspects. Like in, in, in many angles, I'm better off. But there's certain things that I've done over the last few years, especially that have put me in a worse position that I, we, we, me and my family could be a lot further along. And I'm talking about kind of like financial and business mistakes that I made uh, that I'm still having to pay for. Uh, it's not like a big deal. Like I love to learn and grow and move on and move forward. But isn't it the case? Isn't it the paradoxical case that we find ourselves trying to to get free, we, we have the drive, we want to get out, and we end up getting caught worse. <laughs> and uh, that's so true um, from my experience, personally. Uh, it doesn't mean that you should stop trying, uh, but a lot of people may give up there, right? Or they may not understand that it's about another approach, that uh, flailing around and batting around and trying to cause a ruckus is only going to attract the evil closer to you, right? The spider will then be more apt to come your way, where maybe you need to be a little bit more undercover and sly about it. And, uh, you know, yeah, you can have the enemy close to you to learn about it, but maybe there are certain parts of your life or certain things that you're still going to keep uh, protected and at bay. And uh, when you're feeling super like you need to be an activist and get out there and be active and join up the the guy on tour or whatever or you need to uh you know get out and do this activist thing or join this conference or waste a couple thousand dollars in this conference because it's worth it because of all the freedom people that you're going to meet like maybe just step back and you know go on a walk in nature instead and save the money that you were going to spend on that so you don't end up monetarily worse off chasing freedom or whatever right and uh, you know, we'll be talking about the people in the primary matrix a little bit later here. But where are those who've reached the secondary matrix? Where do we find those who've come out of the political left-right paradigm, who don't want to be stuck under mind control, have, have found a way to sort of get out of the, the, the primary matrix of the legal fiction or even just mentally, like a lot of the, a lot of the bullshit, a lot of the brainwashing, a lot of the things that we have to break down and deconstruct and um, move forward from. Well, once we've done that, or once we've started down that path, where are most of those who've reached the secondary matrix? Uh, the secondary matrix of movements, activism virtue signaling, inauthentic modes of rebellion and revolution. So now you can kind of see where I'm going with this, where uh, most of the people in, that are in the secondary matrix are uh, stuck in this cycle here. They're uh, 
living uh, an authentic life of activism and saving the planet and the green agenda and I care more about animals than I care about people and other other uh, babies and human beings like I'm fine with murdering children but please don't murder the animals you know I mean this is where it's getting to where um, we are uh, involving ourselves into virtue signaling movements that give us a sense of uh, superiority and moral superiority over superiority over others and these inauthentic modes of rebellion and revolution are just that they're, they're revolutions they just go around in a circle so when we look at honestly at like Occupy Wall Street or uh, the 60s and 70s hippies movement or the internet and 9-11 uh, did it, you know did 9-11 wake you up or did it shake you up right and or you can go back to like the French Revolution and and just taking out the monarchy is great but then we replace that with another mask and another shell the the uh, of rulership which has really always been you know here's the pawns that you think rule over you and behind them are the real shadow behind the throne or the power behind the throne is the shot in the shadows right it's unseen it's occulted uh, people aren't aware of that and so if you say well it's not a king and a queen and their families that rule over you anymore now it's a parliament and a democracy right and uh, well, with the, if that's what the French Revolution and the American Revolution achieved, did, did we really achieve all that much if the power behind the throne remained the same and now all the Queen's agents are still installed on all the key power positions, right? Uh, it's an open-ended question. I, I have my own opinions on it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Comment in the video and let me know what you think. Uh, so the other place that the well, you know, what, where the secondary matrix dwellers are, they're, they're a brick in the wall, right? Um, if you're, like, attempting to run for president of the United States, <laughs> and your name is Adam Kokesh, and you think that somehow taking the system from the top down and running for the president and trying to completely abolish the federal government um, from the top down, really, if you think you're going to use the wall and be a brick in that wall to take down the wall, you're just another brick in the wall. You're just helping build the wall. You can't use uh, the, you know, you can't use the evil for good in this case. Like you can't go in from the inside and infiltrate the evil place uh, and expect that to um, bring it down if you're just joining in with that, becoming another uh, piece of that mortar, right? So, what if we're honest about people in the secondary matrix here is what we're still talking about, not people still, uh, you know, completely spiritually dead or totally asleep. We're talking about people that have come out of that, right? That are looking for the path, that want to uh, do something about it, that want to change the world for the better and are, are looking for the ways to do that. But unfortunately... Uh, where most of these people end up being uh, just another part of the the structure, right? We're not effectively taking down the wall. The wall, the Trump wall, orange man bad wall, 
is a psychological wall. That's another thing that people miss. They think that we're talking about an actual wall, which we are. There is an actual border wall already. But the reason why they're, the media is talking about it so much, because what does a wall do? It's a psychological thing. So what are they doing to you by talking about this? They're dividing. They're splitting. They're, it's a schism in the mind. They are building a, a, a barrier. It's division. Divide and conquer. You know, The masses will war, be warring against each other with our divisiveness. And we are constantly talking about a wall. Well, it's a psychological wall, folks. I hate to break it to you. If people want to get to other geographical places in the planet, the wall isn't going to stop them. So this wall is, is again, the media uses deep, deep psychology in order to manipulate us and control us and brainwash us into what their controllers want us to think. And they're psychologists and occultists and sorcerers, and they use psychology and things like talking about a wall for two years straight and scaring the shit out of everybody uh, to further destroy, you know, to further, uh, manipulate and destroy us. And, you know, we end up being just a rat on a, on a wheel and a, and a hamster in a cage, just running around in circles. The revolution, revolutionary movements just revolve around in a circle. We need evolutionary movements that are spiraling up, you know, upwards towards more growth. Currently you can't be honest and assess post-internet, post-2001, 9-11, if I say 9-11, the stream could have like some glitch problem and be censored automatically. Apparently that's one of the AI words. <laughs> that's a good point, Neo. And building a wall isn't just to keep others out, it's to keep you in. You're in the cage. And, and it, that's psychologically known. It's not like you don't understand this. You do. Even though, even if you're not accepting what I'm saying or, you know, this is this is happening in the mind is I'm in a cage. It's divided. We need to divide things. And even if you're against it, that's still happening. Like they're still doing it. <laughs> even and so it's, it's even more. That's why Orange Man Bad is in office. It's to continue to drive forward the, the insanity to to continue to disillusion people. And that and it worked. And now with the economic turmoil that's coming, it will just continue to drive that wedge. If you're attached to all these things, if you're buying into it, right? Which I know that the people in the secondary matrix aren't buying into it, but they are for the most part, uh, like this rat here, just on a hamster wheel, just going around and around in revolutions. We're not making the progress that we could be making. We're not, uh, awake enough, whatever that means. We're not, uh, out of the slumber enough. We're not doing enough of, for what it takes to uh, effectively change things for the better. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there doing great work. And I'm not saying that uh, some of the work that's been done up to this point isn't helping. And obviously it has. And uh, there's, there's this thing that people think that the masses are going to have some mass awakening. And uh, I'm not holding out for that. They're not going to. The masses aren't going to wake up. The masses aren't going to come around. So the point is, is that there needs to be bigger, more secure pockets of freedom and uh, prosperity for those that want to traverse that path. So 
that's what we need to do. We need to blow holes in the firewall so that the people that want it can get out, right? And uh, those tools are here for us now more than ever. It's just that we're also manipulated more than ever now. With the tools that are available to the opposition are better than ever, just as they are for us. So, uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point, Cassandra. They want the psychological cage. So it doesn't matter if there's a physical wall. They want Big Brother anyways. And so now we back out a little bit to the false left-right political paradigm. Now we're back into the primary matrix. Now we can, you know, talk a little bit about the overall masses. And this is where they're at. There's the especially like the boomer generation, right? <laughs> Which is like still stuck in this like left-right uh, political paradigm. And everything's about uh, Trump or Hillary or Trump and Bernie and the mainstream media talking heads and oh you know the DNC and the Russiagate and oh the wall and orange man bad and and they just get so caught up in the false political left-right paradigm that they have no idea like what I'm even talking about <laughs> like with this presentation up until now now they're like oh I recognize those symbols on the screen you know but up until then like this is the the dialectical uh false dialectic that people are stuck in for the most part still and for people to say well the, the government's collapsing and everyone's waking up and look at these look at the, look how everything's changing no no none of that's happening people are still here this is where they're at they're caught up in the show they're enjoying it too they love it like i said they get all caught up in, in the, oh, well, look at what the Republicans did this time. And, oh, did you, can you believe what, the, what Bernie Sanders said? And, oh, my God, Elizabeth Warren said this. And she's only one one thousandth percent of that of an Indian. And da-da-da-da-da. And, like, Trump and his, his, his son met with a Russian agent. And, therefore, da-da-da-da-da. And, like, nothing has come out of that, you know. I mean, I don't follow it closely, but I'm pretty sure Trump is still president. And I'm pretty sure... Like, Rachel Maddow is still saying the same shit that she's been saying for the last two and a half years. <laughs> all you need to know about her is she's a Rhodes Scholar. That's all you need to know about Rachel Maddow. I think it's just by chance that she looks, you know, a lot more like a man and that she's a lesbian and all these things. And that she just so happens to be, you know, a culture creator at the top of uh, MSNBC's pyramid uh, because she's so intellectually smart and, and such a great person. Like, no, she's been trained, you know, in Oxford on the Cecil Rhodes uh, globalist scholarship to push an agenda to depopulate and control the planet. You know, the Anglo-American establishment's infiltration of our American so what was supposed to be open and free media is obviously completely uh, controlled. And that's all you need to know about her. And if you don't know who Cecil Rhodes is, we don't have time to go into that here. But it just proves my point about our education system. If you're not aware who Cecil Rhodes is or uh, the Milner uh, Roundtable groups or um, Skull and Bones or uh, this, the Council on Foreign Relations. So... I think this is an interesting uh, comic here. <laughs> Taking a moment on that screen to just look over a couple things here, take a breath.
Seems like things are going just fine. Let me just check the audio. Yeah, it still sounds good. All right, well, thanks for sticking with me on this second uh, live stream from TylerBloyer.com. I also noticed that I forgot to put the title of the presentation in the slide here. Uh, but what we're talking about today is and my honest assessment of the current conditions uh, around us. I used the word human in the title and then, again, I'm still learning and still now kind of like studying legal language, not because I want to get down the whole straw man, uh, you know, free man on the land thing and like all that stuff that's been kind of talked about a lot in the freedom movements over the last 10 years. But when it comes down to it, uh, the legal language is really where a lot of the keys are uh, to getting out of this and to uh, fighting back and maybe empowering yourself to study and by studying natural law and common law and the language that you could use to, should you ever need it. Uh, there is a way to stand up to the so-called authorities in a, in a very intellectual way that will actually uh, disempower them right there on the spot without you needing to you know get into an argument with a cop on the side of the road or something like that but so even the word human is kind of a legal term or it's it's not it's not as encompassing as as like I've been saying like man is inclusive of everyone of women and men and it's only like these like social justice warriors who are trying to remove this language and turn it into something else so Johann Wolfgang von Goethe says, None are so hopelessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free. The truth has been kept from the depth of their minds by masters who rule them with lies. They feed on falsehoods till wrong looks right in their eyes. And again, like we uh, are not, uh, it's not so simple as you just present the facts to somebody. It's not about the facts. Um, people want uh, to be given the falsehoods. They're begging for the lie because the reality is too hard to deal with. And so we're told we're free. We're told we live in a free country. Um, but the, like he's saying here, we and like I've been alluding to, there's been enough left out that we have no idea what's going on and how enslaved we are. And when I say we, I'm talking about the masses here. I'm not talking about me or maybe you, the person watching or... The people in the in these movements uh, that I'm talking about are in the secondary matrix. Really, in the primary matrix, which which is the mass overwhelming majority of people out there, uh, they are completely asleep, right? And that again, I'm not just harping on this because I want to come up here and say, "Well, everybody's asleep." This is my honest assessment of the current human condition, and I'm not going to say, "Well, I think there's a massive awakening happening, and everybody's coming around, and we're all going to be." fine and everything's going to be perfect that's not an honest assessment of what's happening what's happening is we're headed for humanity 2.0 where we become uh, cybernetic technocratic ruled borg like uh, machines who get integrated with ai and uh, we don't go on anymore at that point it's over and we have this decision point up until then to make a decision if we're going to remain uh, as nature intended as God created us or if we are going to 
go into the completely fiction realm of a virtual reality and totally satanic uh, world where everything is fake and nothing's real and everyone can identify as a, a rainbow unicorn gay pony uh, who's transgender non-binary gorilla or something and they'll not only identify as that but they'll virtually be that in this virtual reality right and all kinds of bestiality and other things that will all be it's all virtual it's all in the virtual reality well yeah your whole life will be and then we'll really be talking about the primary matrix and the secondary matrix right and maybe we're already well into that but beyond now Elon Musk is still talking about you getting to decide if you want to install it. <laughs> My opinion is this is really just a trick to get you to consent, uh, but really they already have tacit agreement. They already have people that aren't standing up to all forms of injections and injunctions and uh, the different things that they say that they are going to do to your kids or do to you. Nobody's standing up against that. They're, they're all giving tacit agreement at this point. So... Uh, tacit agreement is where you uh, don't stand up and say no, and because you're, and this is the way that the, like the legal legalese works. So this legal trick is because we're not saying no that we don't want these things done to us, like uh, fluoride in the water or uh, lithium in the water supply or other drugs in the water uh, or the things they're spraying on us uh, f or types uh, forms of forced vaccination in certain places in the country that are currently going on because we're not doing anything about it that's called a tacit agreement you're just accepting unless you say no unless you stand up and start saying no then they take that as a yes and that doesn't mean it's right that's just how a lot of the stuff that happens in the legal system works so here Friedrich Nietzsche says sometimes people don't want to hear the truth because they don't want their illusions destroyed and this is just another way of saying, yeah, like, I want my blinders up, I want my wall up, or psychological wall, or I want my, you know, MSN uh, porn, fear porn all day, and I want my illusions, and don't you dare come in and try to tell me that it's any different. And this is where people are at. People don't want the truth. They want... To, uh, they want constant reassurance that what they believe is the truth and uh, it's not about facts like you're not going to be able to present facts about 9-11 to someone who wants to be asleep who doesn't want to and maybe you shouldn't maybe at that point with someone like that you should back off because it's actually you know we talk about the non-aggression principle which I question as being an actual principle in nature but I agree that it's um, a good way to live your life and a guideline to live by that you should do unto others only as you would have them do unto you, right? And that ultimately uh, we're all connected. And so if we're harming others, we, we're harming ourselves on one level and, and we're all part of nature. So it's not that I don't agree with things like the non-aggression principle or something like that, but even the people in the secondary matrix in these movements uh, oftentimes are aggressing psychologically against the sheeple, right? And calling them the sheeple. And calling, and I know I've been using words like the, the asleep, the brainwashed, the slaves, uh, but there's a time and a place, and here I'm trying to give an honest assessment of 
the way that I see things. So I'm not going out and doing this to people's faces that don't want anything to do with this, right? Or I don't uh, go out and wave flyers and placards and banners in people's faces and uh, go on rallies and try to get people to, to, to see it my way to, to, through a completely ineffective way of doing things anyway. Uh, or walking around and trying to shake people that I work with or like, you know, go up to them and, and give them all the information that John Taylor Gatto said about the American education. You know what I mean? Like you have to get the pulse of where, of where the person's at. And so, you know, is, is what Nietzsche said here true? Yes. Does it mean it's your job to go in and destroy the illusions? It may not be, you know, there's gotta be a more uh, tactful way to go about it. And here it says, I don't know who said this, but this is a meme I got uh, from my page. Most people don't want the truth. They just want the constant, uh, constant reassurance that what they believe is the truth. So again, it's just saying the same thing in a different way. It's not about the facts. It's not about... Uh, and now by saying that, I'm not saying facts don't matter. I'm saying these people that were the, the people in the secondary matrix are trying to quote unquote wake up the people in the primary matrix they don't want to be woken up <laughs> you know they're under the 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 Rhodesian scholar uh spell they want that and you are only gonna you know build that wall further in their mind if with your uh rhetoric about the non-aggression principle and volunteerism and, and then when they look into that and discover the things that I discovered about those uh, labels, then it ends up discrediting you and people like me who've done that in the past uh, further, right? I used to be the uh, the non-aggression principle, and if it's volunteerism and all our interactions just need to be a completely disempowering rhetoric and stance, by the way, looking back. Uh, again, here we have, you know, I don't want to hear the truth, uh, hey, hey, you talking head monkeys, just tell me what I want to hear. And they will. And they will uh, fill you with all kinds of silly nonsense. Um, because that's that's their job. They're not going to give us any kind of truth. The, the truth about this or that is not going to come out on the mainstream media. What they're doing is running cover. They're, you know, there's a David Rockefeller quote that if I would have had prepared right here where he thanks the media for uh, not discussing anything that they knew about the globalist agenda and how the Rockefellers wanted to build a global government and created the United Nations to do so and the, the League of Nations was the preemptive to the United Nations which then has the World Bank and the IMF and the Bank of, Bank of International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland. The world currency, world government is already here. None of us are aware of that because of these folks, right? Well, it's not like just because of them, but like I said, they're running cover. They're out there telling you that American politics works this particular way when we've already been infiltrated. It's already done. It's already over. The American experiment of the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the separation from Britain and monarchy and things like that has failed drastically. And uh, the same powers that be from Britain and the Anglo-American establishment at that time have infiltrated all of these organizations, like I said, uh, look at the Rhodes Scholar and see what the Rhodes Roundtable movements were set up to do. If you want to talk about racism, 
We want to talk about Fabian socialism and the real racists, the people who actually practice eugenics on all of us and who are social uh, Darwinists, who think their social clique and their uh, elite, oligarchical, occultist, satanic, uh, <laughs> uh, Luciferian occultocracy um, are the real racists against everyone on the planet. And... Uh, They've divided again with their further division of, of building walls in people's minds of, well, it's about skin color and it's about, you know, black people and, and, and the feminists and we need to, you know, these, these minorities over here are the ones that are suppressed and oppressed where, you know, any of this stuff that I'm even talking about makes sense to your average uh, primary matrix totally asleep person about the Anglo-American Anglo establishment, about... Um, the Milner Roundtable Groups, like I said, the Council on Foreign Relations. Is, am I just talking complete Latin to the people out there? And yes, I am. You're damn right I am. Because they don't know shit. <laughs> They're not waking up. It's not a massive awakening. Oh, chemtrails aren't real, because if there was, there'd be all sorts of evidence that it was happening. We would know all about it. Meanwhile, they have their head right up their ass. Where do they think it's going to come? Where do they think this headline is going to flash on the screen? In their video game? In their World of Warcraft raid? And then, then they flip on the mainstream. The scientific community says that it's, uh, it's a contrail and that it's condensation. It's the scientific community. I'm going to have to come up with a better impersonation voice. But, you know, oh, it's a massive awakening. Yeah, if the media is not telling me about chemtrails, then you're crazy. Meanwhile, the director of the CIA can come out and talk about uh, aerosol injections and, uh, by, uh, I forget the words exactly, uh, the official thing is called geoengineering, and aerosol, uh, SRI, or <laughs> uh, aerosol injection spraying, basically, they there's wikipedia's on it the, the director of the cia is talking about it um monsanto has been known for doing these things and they're coming out well we're just thinking about it we're thinking about it to save the planet right no 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 they've been doing it it's ongoing and they're doing it on a massive scale now and it's not about well it might be about saving the planet for them from you you know, like I said, the the neural link is probably already there. They're just trying to get your your tacit consent by having Elon Musk trot out and talk about how he's going to install it in your head. Meanwhile, the amount of you know metals in your system are probably already there to with the, with the fluoride in the spring to do the remote control already. They're just they're just getting your consent. That's that's my personal opinion, but you know that's probably a lot more accurate than. Uh, just saying, well, you, you know, it's just contrails, and uh, they change the engines out, and it's on the particular uh, pressure. I mean, the enslaved here are saying, well, modern science tells us what is true, so therefore all conspiracy theories are false, because, I mean, the NIST explanation of how Building 7 fell, now that's that's exactly how it happened. Not, not how, you know, the um, University of Fairbanks, Alaska's engineering department completely 
obliterated NIST's official story on how Building 7 could not have been brought down by office fires or even by the structural damage that had been done to Building 7 on 9-11. But hey, since that's not running across the mainstream media like a giant headline ad that Building 7 fell from controlled demolition or whatever it was, then, well, it can't be true because, hey, the modern scientific community would be telling us if it was true. Again, that appeal to consensus. There are plenty of scientists, architects, and engineers who don't believe or agree with and can mathematically and scientifically show with their engineering models how the official story of 9-11 is completely false. Yet, oh, well, that's not the science. That's not science. I'm talking about the scientific community has to agree that, well, that's an appeal to consensus, and an appeal to consensus is anti-scientific, and it's a fallacy in itself. It doesn't matter how many of the mainstream media and the scientific quote-unquote community says that something is this way. If one person has it another way, and they're right, then that, it doesn't matter how many people say that it's not correct. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, you can hear me getting a little bit heated because I've been interacting with people on this level for 10 years now and not gotten anywhere not because I'm not doing it correctly it's because again it's not about the facts the facts don't matter it's about uh, people want to stay asleep people want to be enslaved they can't handle the truth <laughs> as the quote goes and uh, if you see my profile picture on Facebook or you followed me on social media over the years you can, you'd know that I like uh, not just like I love the Prisoner series, and by the way, I have it, and I have it all in MP4. Um, I can probably make that available on like my Dropbox or something. So, if somebody's out there and hasn't seen the Prisoner series and wants to watch it, and they can't figure out how to torrent it or they don't can't get it in the right format, just uh, hit me up, Tyler at TylerBloyer.com, and I will give you the MP4s of the Prisoner series. Because if you haven't seen it, I mean. You ain't woke, bro. You ain't woke if you don't know the prisoner, bro. You ain't woke. You ain't you ain't unslaved. You don't know what's hip. If you if you ain't down with the prisoner. Here I made this last night. I was pretty proud of myself. That was kind of cool. In the village, none are working on enslavement and all are merely just the prisoner. And isn't that the case? In the global village, even the people in the secondary matrix are really still just a prisoner. And, uh, you know, number two and number one, <laughs> who is number one? Uh, it's you. You're number one. That's the big giveaway. I'm going to give that away. You might not get that, but number one is you. Uh, you want to know who your enslaver is? Uh, go take a look in the mirror. So again, in the school system, the broken link is by design. The the pieces to the puzzle that we could have had to create a more holistic worldview that's more accurate, and then therefore be able to thrive and prosper uh, through these through through any conditions that come our way. Instead, we're puppets, we're slaves, and we're and it's by design. And that's something that a lot of people will, oh, well, that's a conspiracy. No, no, it's not. Just all you have to do is go back and look at, like, 
again, the NGOs of uh, Rockefeller and Carnegie are further back to the Prussian Empire and their education model, and Horace Mann in Massachusetts and the implementation of that model uh, into American education uh, by straight-up social engineer commie socialists who want to control everything that everybody does, so they completely indoctrinated everyone, including myself, who went to the public education system, so I know from first hand how bad it is. For 1,500 hours of completely uh, brainwashed indoctrination, that's what the school system is. That's what the public school system is. And if you don't think so, then it's you've got the problem. For you to think it's normal to send your kids off to strangers or to other people, or to the government especially, to train your kids and teach them about how things work, that's insane. That's that's crazy person right there. So here we have uh, Danae Spingola from the ruling elite saying, using the concept of herd mentality in government provided public schools as mandated by Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto, Teachers authoritatively instruct students on what to believe. They do not encourage or teach critical thinking skills, but rather disseminate facts, quote-unquote, about that correspond to the needs of corporations and federal guidelines to an obedience-trained group of mostly non-questioning students. And that's Obama up there saying, what a bunch of useful idiots. <laughs> You know, like, who knows where he was trained? Um, but, you know, he understands this. And, uh, yes, it was in Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto that the state should control education. Um, but something that the anarcho-capitalist won't understand is that it's also in Karl, Mar Karl Marx's rhetoric and advice to allow free trade and capitalism to reign in, to bring in communism. The, the ultimate Trojan horse to communism is anarcho-capitalism. Because free trade destroys nation-states and destroys local economies and absolutely enslaves uh, people like in China, you know, where, where communist country, well, free trade, well, we don't have any ethics, so we'll trade with you because it's all about free trade. It does not about ethics. And so, meanwhile, we're enslaving entire billions of people uh, to our uh, capitalist society. And all that's going to do is bring in the Bernie Sanders, the AOC, the the uh, democratic socialism, and ultimately, you know, the path to communism is paved by anarcho-capitalist, libertarian, free market philosophy. You don't believe me? Go read Karl Marx, because he's the one who said it. That's right. Anarcho-capitalists are communists. <laughs> Marxist communists. You haven't heard that before, have you? Because <laughs> uh, it's Orwellian, that's why. It's all inverted, man. And the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those that speak it. So go and look at all the love that I get, you know, for speaking the truth about these secondary movements and the secondary matrix and these failed movements. Go see how much the clique loves me and what I say about their uh, revolutions and their anarchism. And then all the boomers are like, who's Orwell? What's the, who's this guy? And uh, here we have the famous comedian George Carlin, who says, and by the way, he was probably like, you know, 
one of the smartest people in the quote-unquote secondary matrix, right? Because he's using humor to wake people up, which is probably like one of the most powerful tools to use. And here he says, don't just teach your children to read, teach them to question what they read, teach them to question everything. And that, to me, is the most powerful thing that you can do, is A, even starting your own uh, ability to create the conditions in your life to even start having a family. And it doesn't mean you have to have a family to uh, in influence the children around you, whether it be your nieces and nephews or neighbors or friends and family or just younger people. I mean, I think that this quote could just be said for younger generations. Um, and uh, I'm reading some of the chats here. Uh, is there bees dumber, dumbing down of America? Yes, I I think that book's good to have on hand it's not a good read <laughs> try reading charlotte Isserby's book the deliberate dumbing down of america it's like the most boring book ever but i've used it to uh pull out a lot of the because it's like chronological and she just it's all facts like the whole thing is just like this date this this date this this date this and it's like line by line for hundreds of pages that's what it is um so i do agree that it's good for reference work but i'm not going to go read read it ever again <laughs> and Isserby if you want to know what Charlotte Isserby's work like go watch uh Richard Grove's um here let me people can't see my face I'm <laughs> like talking to a slide go watch uh Richard Grove's work with Charlotte Isserby it's the funniest interview ever because uh, I'll put that in the notes for sure let me write that down because Richard uh he asked her like one question and then she just like two hours straight <laughs> goes off and you get to know like a little bit about uh, Charlotte in that interview, like you get a more personal feel and she just, you know, she's older. She's a little bit going a little bit loose there, but she is just cognitively pulling this stuff up. I believe her dad was a skull and bones member, um, council on foreign relations and had like all these archives and things that she used to put this work together. And he ended up coming around to what she was doing. Um, so really interesting person. I do agree about that. Uh, that her work would be good to look at. <laughs> like I said, I, I think John Taylor Gatto for sure. I mean, his he's actually a very good author. Um, it's not that I agree with everything he says. Like he'll go quote like David Rockefeller a lot or he'll quote like uh, Henry Ford or these other things. So, But absolutely, if you are interested in American education and think anything I've said here is out of line or out of context and that I'm exaggerating, First of all, the the ultimate history lesson again. Richard Grove's work from Peace Revolution, uh, Tragedy and Hope. dot com. I'll put that in the show notes as well. The ultimate history lesson with John Taylor Gatto, but his book, the the um, deliberate dumbing. No, that's Charlotte Isserby's book. The Underground History of American Education is a great one. Uh, Weapons of Mass Instruction. Those two books right there uh, are very good, and will show you that I'm not just like talking out my ass and totally like radical conspiracy guy about what I'm talking about with the infiltration of the American education system. Um, so if you like the video form, then the ultimate history lesson is, is like required information, I, w I would say. But um, that's it for the official slideshow today. I am going to mute here and take a sip of my drink and uh, read through some of these comments. So if you have a question, if you're watching, let me know. I'm free for a little bit here still to answer some questions.
I noticed like I was talking there into the mute. What I was saying is because this time I was able to actually, you know, I knew that last week's live stream went pretty well. Um, this is my sparkling water. I don't drink soda, if you can hear the bubbles. <laughs> I just, it's like flavored water, basically. But because I did that, I was able to schedule the event this time, which then notifies people. Um, so I'll get better. I'll, I'll do, you know, I won't be so uh, shaky and, and jittery, and uh, this the production will get better, the production value. Um, the mic and I have a wish list on Amazon that eventually you know I'll share out and maybe we can get some new equipment to upgrade things I need a capture card I have a camera um, there's there's several things I want to do with the show that can make it way better um, yeah exactly I don't know who you confronted uh, Neo but I, I've went in and uh, like once I had a lot of my rhetoric and arguments down with like say like voluntarism I went into a couple voluntarist groups and I was just honestly asking like some questions about some of this, the problems that I'd found with, with their arguments. And instead of like having open, open, rational discussions about it, what happened was like ad hominem attacks and then booting me off of the group. So instead of like letting the discussion happen and be archived in, in the place where, where it was perfect opportunity to have a discussion like that and prove that voluntarism is correct. Of course, like ad hominem attacks, you know, bringing in other people to attack me and then kicking me out of the group. And that's kind of actually when you know you might be touching on something because that's cult like behavior. That's that's how you know when you're in a cult is when you're not willing to accept any criticism and you're not willing to discuss it. And you just immediately reject anything that anybody else says that comes up against your belief system. And voluntarism is mainly like a misinformed fallacy of people that don't understand law and I mean man's law and natural law and they don't understand how how citizenship and government actually works and I was there so I'm not like soup I'm I'm just so superior to everybody out there who's a voluntarist no I was uh you know I fell for it and I uh you know wore the label and had had t-shirts and banners and groups even here and local meetups in Salt Lake um, because I thought it was a good fundamental axiom to, to rest upon, just like, you know, the non-aggression principle or other things that aren't actually principles in nature. Like, we don't see it as a principle. We can call it a moral uh, philosophy. We could even say that it's a natural law, uh, which would, which is very comparable to a principle. So <laughs> um, but it's not. I mean, do you see uh, nature, uh, do you see things in nature that don't aggress against each other? And so I really do have some of the some problems with some of the arguments out there. Um, I think non-aggression principle and treating it like a principle can lead you down some other false paths. And I know that this is sort of triggering to the people who um, are non-aggression principleist people and all that. But it's I'm not saying that I think that people should aggress on each other. To be clear, that's not what I'm saying. I live according to the non-aggression principle, especially. When it comes to other people, um, it's just the the way that people then take that argument out and extend it to everything else. I'm not in fully full agreement with, and I don't want to really have that debate right here, right now. But I am willing to at some point in the future. 
Um, so one thing I would like to know is how long this stream has been going. It's hard to say from this angle. Let me see here. Alright, well if that came through alright and it ends up uploading just fine, I'm happy with the way that went and the, the way the presentation went. Again, I think uh, the way that this is going so far is really good. Uh, if you'd like to submit any questions to the show, you can email me at tyler at tylerbloyer.com. You can hit me up on uh, Facebook where I'm still at. I'm on Minds, uh, Steemit, all those places. Uh, let me know. I'm pretty good at responding, or I'll do a walk and talk on your question, or I'll address it, or we can talk offline, or you know, we can chat privately. Uh, either way, but if you attended today like it looks like we had some live viewers and I really appreciate the feedback and letting me know that you can hear it all right and uh, chiming in uh, Neo especially you man thanks brother and uh, I've been you know associated with you for years now on on social medias and it's good to uh, have each other's backs and kind of go through this together and I know that you and I don't agree fully on everything I I don't I haven't brought this up to you <laughs> But I, I watch uh, what you've said and posted about things, but there are certain things that like like being on Facebook that I don't think we should be too nitpicky about, right? Um, because there's a lot worse things that people could be doing, right, than, than uh, on Facebook and feeding the Zuckerberg beast with all their data. Like, yeah, it's not a good platform, and it's a New World Order platform and whatever. Like, it's definitely headed more in that direction, too, with the Libra coin and all that. But um, I am wanting to be shoulder to shoulder with people on the battlefield, on the, on the spiritual battlefield. I don't need to be. It's nice when they're there. And I'm not going to be like, dude, you're doing it wrong. You're not, on, you're not fighting it right. Like, you're doing it incorrectly. But when there are major issues in, in the fundamental axioms of voluntarism, libertarianism, and anarchism, I am going to call that out. And if the people that I'm communicating with continue to ignore the fallacious reasoning and the contradictions, and that's their choice. I don't have to, like, force them to see it my way or not. Um, for me, when the, when the arguments of how ridiculous voluntarism is were brought to me, initially it was like a gut check. I didn't feel good, and I didn't want to address it. Like, it can't be true. <laughs> but then after a while, like, it sunk in, and I, I let it. Uh, kind of bounce around and I said you know what that's right it, it is voluntary to interact with the government in almost like 99.9% .9 of the ways that we do voluntarily and so why would I want to identify with something that only continues the problem because in the end like I said it is consensual it is tacit agreement in our not saying no we are saying yes and so we need to use the the all-powerful word no and I don't understand, and no, you will not, and uh, this is my property, <laughs> right, and vocalize that, and that's partially what I'm doing here, is archiving my opinion and my voice online so that it's well known where I stand on certain things. Now, today it was much more philosophical, and we're doing a psychological overview of the current human conditions, but we will go into more of the actual um, hardcore, you know, physical war that we're at with uh, certain entities and uh, how we need to do more and what I've done personally have I have stood up and said no and said I'm not doing that no you're no you will not 
take my kids into this government indoctrination mind control facility and uh, fill them with all sorts of garbage. And you and, and no, you will not pump in your uh, vaccinations into my children. And so there are lines that I have already drawn that it will, I will not allow to be crossed as, while I draw breath. And partially documenting it uh, in an audiovisual form is, is also part, part of, you know, claiming that there isn't, that their claim of jurisdiction is not valid and that I do not understand what they're trying to do and that I do not consent, <laughs> right? And now it's on the record. <laughs> and once this goes up to BitChute and Steam it and things like that, it can't be taken down. So ultimately, uh, guys, uh, in the end, the conditions that we're in, an honest assessment is that for people that want to be free and folks that really want to go through the struggle for freedom and break out of the primary and secondary matrix, we can do that still. There may be a time in the future when we cannot do that, but currently we still can. And for us, for the people in that category, the tools are available for us and, and we can reach out to each other if, if necessary and we can um, get involved with things and use the technologies available to create that pocket of freedom for us in our life and the, for those around us. And then hopefully it grows from there and hopefully you just keep going with it, right? But the hard truth is that the masses aren't going to come around to that. Your family and friends, if they do, that's great. And that's wonderful if they do come along with you. And, uh, you know, the creature from Jekyll Island, they're not going to get into uh, any of the information that's out there on, first of all, exposing and deconstructing all the bullshit, but then beyond that, what to do and how to handle it and how to truly walk the path of the individual towards freedom. You know, they'll get caught up in the groups. They'll get caught up in the collectives, in the secondary matrix. And uh, ultimately, most people aren't going to make it. It's a very thin, you know, eye hole that we're threading. It's, it's, it's my, microscopic. And the path is of that of the individual. Never any group or collective. And that's, that's my honest assessment for today. I think I'll end it there. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend. I hope everybody gets out and gets to enjoy some time with family and friends and relax tomorrow. Um, I know I will. And uh, if we get a, 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 if I can get a show prepared and most of the way done for next week, I'll, I'll be live again next Saturday or Sunday. And otherwise, uh, the weekend after that, I don't think I'll be doing a show. Um, but I'll probably do a couple walk and talks in the meantime, and uh, maybe. Uh, you know, you follow my page and slavery. I think it's I think I can I share some pretty cool stuff on there and in the end like there I might if, if we are going to build any kind of community out of this It'll probably be through in slavery and some kind of p group on there that people can join as silly and stupid as that sounds <laughs> Anyways guys, I appreciate it uh, another successful show and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again sometime I'm looking forward to not having to edit this and just walking away while it's done. So uh, for those content producers out there that want any help on how I'm doing any of this uh, and, and want to do a kind of a similar approach, let me know and I can uh, answer any questions you might have. Uh, again, have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and uh, thanks for watching. Bye.